Welcome to Mornings with Martin, and today we'll be looking at Acts chapter 4, at least part of it. It's a long chapter, but it has the conclusion of this, uh, this story where Peter and John had healed this, uh, this lame man, this, born who, this man who was born without the ability to walk. They give him this ability to walk in the name of Christ, and then Peter and John go on proclaiming that it's not them that did this, but rather Jesus who did this through them. And that's all of chapter 3. Now in chapter 4, this, uh, the elders and the uh, Sadducees, they hear about this. They hear this message, they hear it being proclaimed, and they don't like any part of it because uh, it's about the resurrection of Jesus. And especially the Sadducees are against the whole concept of resurrection. Uh, and all of the elders were against the idea that Jesus had been raised from the dead. They were trying to squash that message. So they arrest Peter, they arrest John, and they bring him before them. And they're asking, you can't be talking about this stuff. And who, by whose authority are you doing this? And they take the opportunity, Peter and John take the opportunity to say, this is, this is Jesus. This is Jesus doing his work. That's how that man stands before you. That's how we stand before you is because of the power, the love, the mercy of Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, but whom God raised to life. And then Peter goes on to quote again uh, the scriptures, uh, this time the Psalms, and he says, the stone you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Uh, and then here's this next little part. I'm going to read this part for you. Uh, verses 12 and following um, through 13. And it says this. It says, this is Peter talking. He says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Now, that's really interesting text. That's really uh, meaty text because first, we have this fantastic piece of, of doctrinal truth for us that there is no other name under heaven that by which we can be saved. Or as Jesus says himself, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so again, we have this message that it is only, only by the blood of Christ, by trusting in his death and his resurrection for the forgiveness of sins, that is the only way by which we are saved. It is not Jesus plus our good works. It's not Jesus plus our intentions. It's not Jesus plus anything. It is only, only the blood, the resurrection of Jesus that saves us by trusting in that reality that we are forgiven because of him. So that's a fantastic note of truth for us, especially in a world right now that constantly is wanting it to be, uh, you know, Choose your own adventure religion. We all get to the same place in the end. And that's just not, not the case. This is not choose your own adventure. Instead, this is there is a truth and there is a lot of lies. And here we have the truth. The truth that is only by Christ. Now, what's interesting is throughout the last two chapters now, chapter four, uh, chapter three and chapter four, and you know what? We'll include chapter two in there. Once the spirit shows up, uh, all of a sudden, Peter uh, goes through this weird transformation where he has always been this bumbling, mumbling, uh, you know, he's bold, but man, he 
always puts his foot in his mouth. And now, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, he is awesome in his proclamation of the gospel. He is quoting Old Testament scriptures left and right. He's making these fantastic arguments of, of how it is that we're saved. He's dropping these theological truth bombs on everyone he encounters. And the people are recognizing this. The, the elders and the teachers that are recognizing that, like, he should not know this stuff. He should not know these all of these different references. He should not be able to pick this out of his brain and, and put this forward. And they realize and they remember that he had been with Jesus. He had been with the actual word made flesh, Jesus Christ. He'd been spending time with Jesus. And what's really cool here is for us as Christians today, the same thing is true. When we are in the word, what are we doing? We're spending time with Jesus. We're spending time with him, learning again and again of his promises, being reminded again and again of his love and of his mercy. And so the more often we are in the word, the more we take this message to heart, the more the calmer that we will be in face of trial. Does that mean we won't face trial? No. Does that mean we'll always be calm? No. Does that mean we'll never put our foot in our mouth? Of course not. Even Peter Later on, we hear that Peter does, again, put his foot in his own mouth, right? We, we see that with uh, when he's uh, being confronted by Paul because he had been starting to just uh, eat with the Jews and not with uh, the Gentiles. And uh, there's beginning to be this religious rift between Jew and Gentile again. And so it's a great news for us that as we spend time in the word, are we going to be perfect at this? No, but, but we have this great learning opportunity to take his promises, to take them to heart, and to live them out. And that's what we as Christians are called to do, right? To, to take God's word to heart, to trust on him, and then to live in that faith. That's what Peter and John do here. Uh, they're released uh, later on. They're, they're released because the, the elders couldn't figure out how to punish them. Uh, because everyone else was praising God because of what uh, he had done, what God had done through Peter and John. And so regardless of what comes our way, our job is very simple. We proclaim the word of God. We proclaim his gospel and his love. And whatever happens, happens. Uh, if people who are lame end up walking, then thanks be to God. It's his work, not ours. And if we end up being arrested and being persecuted for it, then thanks be to God, our job is the, still the same. We are going to proclaim the truth each and every day. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the truth of your word. And Lord, we pray that you would give us bold spirits by which we can proclaim that word clearly, enthusiastically, passionately. Uh, Lord, we are so scared often when those opportunities come. So we're not sure what, what to say or how to say it. And so, Lord, we pray that you'd fill us with your confidence, that you would constantly be driving us to your word so that we can't help but proclaim your gospel to other people. And Lord, give us also that assurance that it's not us that's going to convert people. It's not us that's going to heal people. It's not us that's going to uh, bring life into deadened hearts. Instead, it's you. You do these things. And Lord, what a blessing and honor it is to be your spokesman. 
Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next week.